to a, another episode of Elle Anonymous. It's me, Elle. I am recording a pod from my stoop in Greenpoint. We're social distancing. My friend Olivia is here to chat with me today. Hello. There she is. And so, yes, we're outside. And if a truck comes by, that's just something we're going to have to deal with. Um, but do enjoy the quaint sounds of the birds chirping. <coughs> so anyway, Olivia, what are we discussing today? What else, Al? We're talking about sober dating. Sober dating. Which I got to say, um, when I appeared on your radio show last February, February 2019, mm-hmm. I think that this was kind of the topic then, too. I think it came up during the end but when you so you were on my first pod sober january and that's when you were um you know just trying out sobriety for january Mm -hmm. um and yeah let's just do a where are you now thing yeah after um, this car okay we can't do that for every car al i promise you it's not recorded okay (laughs) um where am i now um yeah how um bold of me to have appeared so authoritatively on the first episode of a show about sobriety in like my first 30 seconds of sobriety (laughs) but um it turned out really good for me and I think I knew even when I spoke with you that it was going to be something that I needed to keep doing Mm -hmm. um so I kept doing it and um you know I think we kind of talked about this then that like it it wasn't something that reached a really palpable crisis. It wasn't perceptible to a lot of the people in my life, but um, I did feel like there was there were a lot of good reasons to not be drinking. And so, what started out as something kind of hard to just like overwhelming, like a month sober when you have never thought about being sober, mm-hmm. is, is like daunting and bizarre. Yeah. Then very quickly was just like oh I can just keep doing this or keep not doing this and it's good one day at a time seriously and then and then you start thinking about the days and it's just Mm -hmm. your life and that and then it's just your life it just turns into your new life yeah there are so many things that I thought like would kind of be fixed with it that haven't been but enough has been good yeah I mean keep doing it same um well, the theme of our pod today is sober dating. Dating is has become extremely difficult with sobriety for me personally. What about you? It's I'm unfortunately I'm still me. Um, <laughs> Shut up. No, I mean I I am um, I've characterized myself in the past as a love fool. I'm like a real real freak for love, um, and yeah. I. And I'm, um, <laughs> I don't know if I am, I know I'm envious. <laughs> I can't imagine not being like this, but you know, uh, historically I'm, a per, you know, I just, I get involved in really <sighs> passionate. <laughs> yeah. Just super intense stuff. Long distance relationship, fucking, you know, expert, um, mm-hmm. just everything ridiculous that you can do with romantic love I'm I'm big into it and I kind of I was hoping that I would feel a little less inclined to do like stuff that takes up 
you know, that makes no sense and that takes up a lot of my time and my energy and my thoughts and um, just disastrous romances. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that would be kind of like dealt with because I kind of did Sober January in response to a disastrous romance. Um, but it like totally hasn't. It's been, it's been um, not yet a year and a half. I've had two and a half boyfriends since then everything (laughs) ends horribly every time like it's just yeah so like that's tough but I mean two and a half in a year and a half is pretty good Lev like that's I just never date I think I can't I can't really speak authoritatively about dating because I'm such a I'm I'm an insta girlfriend I am a a serial single Mm. I find and I hate it but I think that's just like how it's gonna be for me did it change at all okay and sobriety no well I'm like not sleeping with anyone because when I would sleep with someone it would be like me blacked out drunk and like waking up and being like oh god not again but um still unfortunately I'm still me yeah (laughs) so we run into that um realization again and I don't know what it is about me but I find myself um in these like triangles all the time is that something that subsists from before I'm not sure my my therapist before she broke up with me said that I had triangulation issues and we never really explored that because she dumped me. Thank you, Laura. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I just am attracted to people who are already involved or like Mm. cannot commit to me at all. Or maybe I just suck. I don't know. I'm me. Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't know. I, yeah, the, the kinds the kinds of dysfunction that I was interested in before are still thematic. I mean, truck, Alice distracted. Um, I like still am seeking out things from people who are not offering them and from people who are offering like the sort of stability and intimacy and, you know, longevity that I'm ostensibly seeking out. I find them repulsive. So I'm still doing the same kind of inexplicable thing with who I'm seeking out. Like that's not different. I guess I'm a little more cognizant of it, but I think that that's more of a function of like, I've gotten a little older in therapy. Like we are doing all of the things that we're supposed to be doing to make us like grow as people. Maybe the people that we find ourselves with just, you know, they can't handle the truth and they're not ready to, like, face it yet. Yeah, that's a big part of um, sobriety is people hating you. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. Being, for being so real. Uh-huh. My Yeah. <laughs> I was FaceTiming with my friend the other week and she was like, how come we don't hang out anymore? And she was like, oh, yeah, you don't drink. And I was like... <laughs> Yep, that's why we don't hang out anymore. So Um, long as you know. (laughs) I mean, luckily I have not lost many friends due to it. Mm. But but I, like, am strong enough to hang out in a bar. Because all of my friends know that they're alcoholics. (laughs) Like, they know 
that ne- they need to end up where we are. Yeah. But they're not ready. I can't imagine being that person. I think that for all of my avoidant shit, which I have tons of, the moment I know I have to do something, I'm doing it. Like wow. ten I know. Annoying. I'm so not like that. Annoying. Like I don't I I I empathize with my friends who like might have an issue or and, and might have some you know, kind of a dawning awareness that something has to change but aren't doing anything about it because I'm like that must feel like really bad to know it's not a good situation and not doing yeah anything. I don't know but um alcohol makes that fe- bad feeling go away <sighs> yeah which is part of it yeah um if you're struggling struggling with alcoholism please feel free to reach out to me and we can sort some things out that's just a side note. Al is a great sober <laughs> friend. From your host. Al was uh, a, I mean, you were in a very early, I think, sobriety when I stopped yeah, drinking, I, but I still really looked to I you. I was like, I thought I was like so much like, I had so many more years of the, or like just so much more time than you. And really, I had like two months. I know, but back like to, but then literally like two, two months, months the first two months is, is like yeah. years. It's a really, that's the most significant part of the. The hardest Thing. part, first 90 days, for sure. Mm-hmm. No, honestly, the first three days, mm-hmm. I have never felt how I felt. Like, the most raw, like a brand new wound, like all over your body. It just like, the first three days mm-hmm. and the first 30 days. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, it continues to be a struggle coffee all over my that shirt street. is already covered in coffee so yeah. it's fine thank you Paris for your shirt um anyway yeah it's still a struggle and dating remains the same a struggle but um with sobriety so like you can't like just like pick someone up at a bar mm-hmm. or like meet someone on tinder at a bar because all of that's usually how all of my like dates would start. Um, yeah. Dates. Um, <laughs> and it's really hard to like get someone on that same page when they like haven't met you yet, even. It's like, a it, lot at once to be like, yeah. And I don't drink and I'm this person. Yeah. I, I usually. What, the few, the very few dates I've been on, I usually agree to meet someone at a bar. If that, if that's what they propose, mm-hmm. um, I really hate being the one to come up with the plans. I would never go on a date with someone who's like, "You choose." That's so disgusting. Um, <laughs> but I, if they propose meeting at a bar, I'll go to the bar, and I'll order. Um, a Shirley Temple or something like very like oh yeah I don't drink but like it's cool that you do yeah and on it like one it just like straight up didn't work out with one guy and another guy was like oh my god I've been trying to stop drinking too because he had like liver failure or something <laughs> literally <laughs> um yeah oh my but gosh. it worked out we huh. were like sober together and then, like I kind of he was happy about it yeah. Because he had been trying. That's nice. But, um, I mean, that does not everyone has, like, liver problems. I got yeah. lucky. Yeah. 
Um, but but yeah, the sort of like just being in like a charged atmosphere on a regular basis is kind of taken out of the equation when you're not like partying anymore. Yeah, and so it becomes a lot more contemplated, and that can feel really unsexy and really like not fun. Yeah, the thinking is there's nothing sexy it's about thinking thoughts. Sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> Um, but also just like meeting new people, I, I like, because I don't go, I mean, no one's meeting anyone because of quarantine, mm-hmm. which I think like puts us on a level playing field with the people who do drink. My stock has never been higher. Nice. But also, yeah, I, okay, wait. Yeah. I, yeah, I've, I've missed meeting people. Let's pretend we're not in quarantine, but right mm-hmm. before I like stopped. Or right before I, like, I started a new job in March. And part of what I was thinking about is, like, oh, I might, like, I might meet people through my work mm. at some point. Like, that. that's the way people used to meet right. romantic interests. Um, oh, my God. The guy I just saw, like, an hour ago. You met through, through work. work. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about it? Well, yeah, but you keep going with your No, first. I mean, that's that's really it. Like, I'm be- <laughs> I've been looking for ways to, like, just, f- you know find someone and feel a charged thing with them instead of like the horror that is tinder and being like could i (laughs) yeah i don't i don't have the apps i just like i can't i i still pay for raya but i still pay for like a ton of shit like groupon i'm paying for still like i didn't even know you could pay for groupon but i get billed every month for Groupon, and I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Also, like my Bernie Sanders contributions. Still, he's still taking. That they're still out of my taking. Bank. I can't figure out how to like stop it. They just still keep taking my money, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but so everyone during quarantine. But yeah, you had a hot day today. It was. You need to be. It was unprecedented. I will say that. <laughs> Um, so something I've noticed, I mean, I, I've noticed this like forever that all men are pigs, dogs, like horrible, horrible. They're bad people. I've never met one. Top to bottom. A through Z. Try to name one good man. Dogs. You you can't. And the dog is coming out right now. (laughs) Quarantine (laughs) has them. Yeah. Quarantine has got them, has gotten them barking. (laughs) Um, so anyway, uh, I went to go see somebody for work. Um, he lives nearby and he was like, do you want to just like meet outside? And I was like, oh, okay. It's going to be like this. And basically, yeah, we like did it. But the kicker here is that he's a married man and like. Um, he was, and tomorrow he plans on like leaving the city, driving away indefinitely from his wife. The cowardice. Um, I mean, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, it is cool. I love a daylight hookup. It was very cool. Like we were just like chilling in an alleyway. Yeah. And then we just so happened to be by a hotel. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hot things are possible when you're sober, dating. I mean, that was unprecedented for sure. I feel like he probably felt super, like, sober, a.k.a. like, scared and raw and just like, I need to get out. Yeah, you know what? It's kind Childish. of a superpower, actually. Like, when you're a sober person, you are a connoisseur of discomfort. Like, you mm-hmm. you know how to sit with yourself. You're like, I don't like yeah. this, but it just, it's just going to pass. Nothing, like, feels good. And people who drink and drink every night of their lives mm-hmm. in order to, you know, exist with themselves after work, um, they don't have that. And so it is crazy when you're in a situation like the one that you were in today. Yeah. Like, well, when I met up with him, he was drinking like one of those huge like liter can things oh like God. in a bag. And I was like, how old are you? Yeah. Like, what are you? He, it was. He's basically like a child. He... I was like, what video games have you been playing lately? And he, you know, listed them. And I was like, nice. (laughs) I mean, and it's like, it's, it's funny because it's not like something, you're not going to like pursue this person, but it like, it felt good to be liked. He said something so nice to you. Yes, he did. He said... Well, it wasn't that nice. It was more like a, just like a do- like a man being an like I know, but piece sometimes of shit. I, sometimes I do not know the difference. Yeah, but yeah, same. <laughs> he, he hit me, and it felt like a kiss. Exactly. Uh, tale as old as time, but he was like, you know, I've wanted you since the minute you walked into my apartment, and this was like a year ago. Hi, Coop. We're recording a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, I'm hey. just, should we pause it? So, I mean, let, let's Whatever pause it. You, you do it. I mean, got, we're recording. A, oh, I gave you those glasses. I'm pausing it. Okay, so we are back. That was a weird pause. My entire <laughs> family that I live with um, just came back from the park. And and it's like a really good antidote to when you're almost falling for um, like the complete bold-faced, lascivious dog conduct of a man right. to, to right. have a beautiful lesbian family paraded past you. Yeah, like, I why told do I tolerate the ugliness in my life? I know. Look at how They're good so hot. things can be. Oh, wait, let me talk about um, the fa- my, my landlord, my two landlords, both women and married, both stunning <laughs> and smart and cool. They are both sober. And I was like, we're, we're recording about sober dating. And both of them, like, separately, they came up separately. The first one was like, oh, wow, be, ca- uh, be careful with that. You'll end up married. And then the other woman was like, I mean, I married a sober person. Look at me now. But I feel like that might be a lesbian thing. Yeah. the r- Completely different rubric. Yeah. I mean, I do... I do. I mean, I, I will say I don't think I could date a heavy drinker. A drinker? No. <sighs> I mean, like I, I could I'm, I'm not making a distinction between like someone who drinks a little, 
but like someone who drinks every night and drinks to the point where they're like under the influence oh of alcohol. yeah like, no I one wants to be with someone like that even people who drink don't yeah, want people that, who, really. yeah no one wants that that's rough. and that's what i was before i got sober mm-hmm. and i thought things would change with sobriety but nope still no one wants me oh it's okay it's fine. I have a podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what are some like good? Oh wait, we were talking about what's his face. I've wanted you since the minute, minute you stepped walked into, into my, my apartment. apartment. Um. Anyway, he's married and he's fleeing New York City tomorrow, like the rest of the like horrible cowards. spreaders yeah. and cowards. He was like, "Yeah, you like got a place in the Outer Banks." I was like, "You would go to the Outer Banks." <laughs> <laughs> with um, my friends I'm like where's your wife like, how, I'm, I, okay so awful but yeah so that's a, that's a thing uh, and we so we basically we were discussing this like last night I think that all the men are just like coming out like with quarantine they're just like looking to like connect with any living person yeah and, and yeah yeah and just like it's it, it, they're becoming desperate they're becoming it's like if you're if you're a woman they're aware of they mm-hmm. will be dropping um an instagram story reply and just oh, seeing yeah. what happens or something mm-hmm. just testing the waters just keeping it keeping it fresh i think that they are you know they've got stifled energy they can't be out in the world flirting and feeling like they're hot guys in the yep. world and so they need to they need that validation from somewhere else and it's like i've needed that validation for years and not gotten it like get used to it mm-hmm. but they're weaker than us they're yeah um, they are they really are <laughs> i like can't believe he's leaving his wife behind to like because he wants to like i mean Knowing, Go on a road trip. Knowing what we know <laughs> about him, leaving her here is like a pretty great favor he's doing. Like, <laughs> yes. Get away from that woman. Yeah, I know. I know. I've noticed a lot of people breaking up during quarantine. Yeah. Gotta say, I'm so grateful to not be in a relationship right now. Yeah, me too. Like... I mean, I, I broke up during imagine quarantine. Imagine all but. of the fighting and the jealousy and the... Did you check my phone when I was in the shower? Yeah. Like, all, like that. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I think even good guys, good guys, you know, guys who don't good generally guys. engage in, in the bad behavior, I think all of them reach a point where they're engaged in the bad behavior. And I really get my feelings hurt from that. And I'm really glad that... Um, I'm not open to that right now because yeah. I don't have I someone. I need to be as strong as you are. Like what I did today, I'm not proud of. I don't think it's, I mean, I, I mean, think it's cool. Um, I also, but I, I'm like, I'm not proud of it, I, but I do know, think it's cool. I w- I'm not strong. But I'm relentlessly seeking out. Hot, well, the thing is, when you're not seeking it, it just kind of like happens. You know, I've never had that opportunity because I've never not sought well, I, it's really hard during quarantine. I think everyone's going through this mm-hmm. and like everyone just has the apps, but even when it's not, when they're not quarantined, like just like going out 
is so hard when you're sober and just like meeting people who are like all already drunk and it's just like really hard to talk i mean it's uh, it's so hard to talk to a drunk person impossible but it's really nice when you go somewhere and um you find the one sober person and maybe that could be the one but um it is seldom yeah i there's also there's a strange false intimacy too to the to the fellow sober person which i invite because i'm i'm lonely and i'm interested in talking to people i've been kind of using the dating apps right now like a chat room like i feel like (laughs) i'm burning out my like friend group chat like i i'm contributing like nine times more than every one of them because they all have like all of my friends are quarantined with partners Mm. and so they have an audience for their inner monologue and (laughs) oh my god that's what a boyfriend is that's what a boyfriend is an audience for your inner (laughs) monologue it's so true tell me i'm funny and so (laughs) and so lacking you know i don't feel comfortable taxing them like this Mm -hmm. and so i'm kind of just like having conversations with really implausible people and one thing that I've, i've you know i'm not messaging anybody who isn't like seeking out a conversation with me first but one basis on which a lot of people try to start a conversation with me is i have on my profile that i don't drink it's the like i think it's the only text on my profile i don't drink and so many guys are like oh my god i don't drink yeah and they're immediately telling me like how they're like all their trauma and they're telling me like (laughs) oh yeah that's an open ever since i got sober people are like opening up and i'm like yo i am not a therapist (laughs) sober like it yeah. doesn't mean I have more room to take up but yeah, sorry. But I didn't the, mean to no, interrupt. no, but that's the that's exactly what it is. Like people are just they're like, Oh my god, I can tell you. Yeah. And then they just tell you. And they yeah, no, it's a burden across to bear. But I mean But I like it because like I'm it nosy. Too. I mean and yeah. I, I do it. you know, even though I have no interest in dating or sleeping with these people, like I am interest like I'm interested in kind of Intimacy? Oh my god, this is so sad. <laughs> Anyone who would have me oh my god, in any sense is- of just and I'm not saying like I'm I'm not like I mean saying I'm kind of an emotional slut. Like I I have so many weird friends that I made through you and I are friends from the internet. That's like, true. If I if I see like a glimmer of like you know, something I recognize about myself and somebody online, like I fall in love with people online all the time and I, I empathize with them through just knowing them that way so readily I, I once thought I was in love with someone based on his Spotify playlist <laughs> which was I wasn't but, um, that's like the closest I've got I had like an AIM boyfriend in, in the seventh grade yeah me too I started then uh, I've, that's, I've had when a, it, that's when you started I've made I've had two long-term relationships that started as Twitter follows. Wow. Started, like, didn't know them. Oh, wow. One of mine I was a Twitter, too. Shout out, David. Hello. You will never listen to this. <laughs> I, I, Jason Rivet doesn't pay your... What? Jason Rivet wouldn't pay your fucking um, Patreon, cheapskate Whoa. bastard. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 All right moving anyway uh but anyway so we met on that's twitter i'm wired i'm wired to, to <laughs> i'm an epistolary uh romance person you, you fall in love easily big time fool like a fool a love fool total love fool 
Because only fools fall in love. I'm saying. Ugh, uh, I don't know. I can't. I actually can remember the last time I was in love and it was a long time ago. It is basically like taking a drug. Yeah. Like, it's disgusting. It is so gross. It is a drug. Like, no, you don't. You're so embarrassed of yourself and like you can't stop smiling and it's yeah. like so disgusting and like no one wants to hear about it. No. At all. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so bad. It's like you are drugged. <laughs> no. And in that way, I feel like <laughs> I really haven't changed. Like I'm still always talking about my crushes and my loves and shit to the point where my friends are like shut up Mm -hmm. and they're Mm -hmm. also like hey do you like this had never occurred to me until Jeanette said something to me a few months ago where she was like do you ever like think about just not tweeting something like hold it back like I I expose (laughs) myself constantly I see the rawest things about my heartbreak and my isolation and you know uh-huh. feeling yeah. gross like feeling undesirable and all this like really like intimate stuff um and i don't hesitate to put it out there i don't know i guess i, mean, I guess because you have like a real job though it's really crazy that i do this <laughs> with a real job yeah like, i actually like um, olivia's a lawyer by I'm the a way lawyer for the government and <laughs> for the government when i when i got this job in march i met the person <laughs> who had to read my entire twitter before no. i got the, yeah. Are like, you serious? Yeah. He's, wait. He's he's someone I work with. Your Twitter. Ha- oh wait. It's he not had like to read. Protocol? So we like everything about you gets screened. Holy. So if you have like a really voluminous Facebook, they have to go through that. Oh but if you have God. a locked Facebook, they're like, oh, she has a locked Facebook, no problem. I have an unlocked Twitter because oh I'm an God. asshole and oh I'm a- addicted to attention. Someone had to read. 10,000 tweets. Oh my God. 10,000 tweets. I've been tweeting since 2009. He probably is in love with you. He definitely like could fall in love with you after that. No, he was mad. Years, <laughs> years and years and years of like he your was, thoughts. He was like, you could have locked it. Yeah, you could have. I, s- I can't believe you didn't days. have a private account. I can't. I do it sometimes <laughs> when I feel like I'm punishing someone. Like yeah, keeping no, them away I'm, from me. Yeah. But more often than not, I like I really do rely on Twitter for a lot of validation. Yeah. I'm working that's on so making it crazy that more from myself. You but have I, a real job. Like you're one of the only people I know who has like a a government real job. I mean, but it is amazing. <laughs> like I got the job. Yeah, congrats. Like Liz. I didn't say any slurs for slurs? I don't know. I mean, yeah, no. You Remember did a good 2009? Job. We don't yes. know what we were saying. That's very true. Um, that is very true. Yeah, it worked out. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I've always needed to put it out there. I'm working on needing that less, but I'm also like, if that's the thing I'm addicted to now, who am I hurting? Validation? Yeah. I mean, I, I am also addicted to validation. I finally got real with my new therapist since my ex-bitch therapist, Laura, broke up with me. <laughs> and it's taken me a while to, like, get in touch with, like, my new my new therapist. And I was like, so the reason I need validation constantly is because I had neglect- neglectful parents growing up. And I seek it anywhere I can get it. And she was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, but I like, I need it. I starve without it. I, I wish starve I knew it. why I'm like this. I'm sorry that you were neglected as a child. No, it's cool. No, but like, I think it made me funnier. I'm sure it did. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't change a thing about you, Al. Thank but you. But I, I don't. I was very treasured. I have no. There's no reason for me to be as preoccupied with romantic love as I am. Yet so it's with romantic love more so than like well, attention and no, validation. No, it's it's, it's attention and validation broadly, but romantic love is like the black tar. Wow. It's like the real. The black tar. Uh, oh Nothing my better because that. Because it's like, it's that person who's always there. It's the audience. Uh-huh. It's the person reflecting you back to them. Uh, no, it's the person sure. who loves you. It's like the, the one. Loves you. Yeah. Like the last person I was in love with, I still love him dearly. Yeah. <laughs> um, he definitely does not listen to this pod, nor does he pay for it. But he uh, helped me put it together. Um, anyway. Yeah. What were you we saying? Oh, yeah. So, like, who else are you going to, like text about like your best friend who's annoying you you know you can't text your best friend right it's like you're i need an ally i need like someone who's on your team always Mm -hmm. that is wait this is a tweet that i drafted that i look at every day that even i won't tweet but i'll I'll read it (laughs) go on it's simple but it's dark I just know the answer to all my problems is loving someone. And if one of you so much as suggests that the someone is me, I will freak out. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, you got to love yourself. But it's like, of course, that's the answer. And like, the, every time I'm like, I need to. Yeah. Um, I know. mean, I started loving myself fine. And that I haven't seen Jack from that. Except like married guys hitting me up. But like, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not reaping. Where are the fruits of my labor? Well, do you love yourself yet? No. Yeah. Well then there you go. That's something that we can work on. It's so, how do you literally do that? What's step one? Um, your inner life, the things you do when you're home and it has, and a lot of it is not being on the phone. When I'm home and I don't need to be on the phone, I like, I don't look at it. And then I like do my own yeah. weird, sh- whatever I like happen to be doing. Like plants. Plants or like peeling skin off of my foot or like yeah. just, you know, like the things. Um, yeah. Hobbies. Uh, having hobbies and interests, it's fun because that's just something you, you can explore by yourself and you. Validate yourself with knowledge and like entertainment. Yeah, I got that going on. Yeah, hobbies. I mean, I don't know how to love myself. I I don't know if I ever will. But I've gotten better. I don't hate myself anymore. Mm -hmm. Do you think that sobriety was connected to that? Yeah, yeah. Like I, when I was drinking every night alone, I hated myself. That's why I was drinking. Yeah. I like did didn't want to be with myself or be myself at all um but yeah with sobriety and man i wish i were like a love fool it sounds fun no it's so exhausting dreaming it is exhausting having a crush is like having a sickness 
Like it's like having a cold. It's it's the center of my life and I really wish it wasn't. Like something I'm going through right I'm I I'm going through a breakup right now. I'm it's, I mean you know. Really? Same? Yeah, I mean it's it's just been this sort of like process. Yeah. I think, you know, quarantine is just very yeah. confusing about time I have and like relationships. A weird thing going on. Right. Yeah. You just don't complicated. You're constantly kind of in the middle of it. Uh, there's no resolution really, but um, one thing like I so because of how I am, I'm like I, I'm simultaneously simultaneously to being like very irrationally into love I'm I I am like really pragmatic Mm -hmm. and so one way that I get through things is thoroughly understanding them and so when I yeah and (laughs) so I'm like I want I want evidence I want like a causal connection how did this relationship that I Mm -hmm. felt so strongly about fall apart and it's in a a way that is so novel you know I've I've been I've had dogs I've had you know deception this was different and I can't figure out what happened and so I'm vexed by it and I understand there are some things that kind of aren't for me to know and so my therapist yesterday was like what if like and so but when I'm when I'm looking for what happened I'm looking at what did I do exactly what did I do wrong you need to what and, my, and my therapist is like, like have you considered it you. Like, that it wasn't you and I was like yeah. and I'm like I, I that doesn't compute to me because when I put myself in his shoes I am you know I'm me under the circumstance the beloved is the center of everything mm-hmm. like I, mean, I wouldn't let a circumstance looks- touch it oh my god perfect, <laughs> unbelievable. perfect song to be playing unbelievable um, <laughs> but you know what I mean like I would never the only thing that has ever ended love for me is, you know, some some bad deed or some bad issue uh-huh. with that person. Like a breaking it's never point. been a circumstance. It's never been like, oh, I well, I would have to move to be with you. I've moved. Like yes, I, you have. I have overcome so much in the name of love. these romantic relationships, <laughs> love, and <laughs> and of course, like totally been screwed over for it but that's how I am and so her trying to make me believe that it might be some external circumstance that caused it Mm -hmm. I can't get my head around it that sucks because I'm sure it was an external circumstance because not for me to know I mean I do the same thing when I dissect um, a previous relationship and try to figure out where it went wrong I mean, most, I haven't really had any relationships in sobriety. I mean, I've had this one ongoing thing, like, Mm -hmm. since forever, but it's complicated. It's not normal dating. It's not normal dating. Yeah. It's not conventional, at least. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Most of the reasons for my relationships failing was my blacking out and drinking. (laughs) every single night and like not remembering the conversation from the night before and like getting kind of violent throwing shit breaking stuff falling down in public like embarrassing people and like yelled calling out my boyfriend's friends and like saying they suck and they're losers (laughs) (laughs) like maybe that had to do with it (laughs) but I've Olivia, I if I were with you, I would love I would love to be with you. Oh, I really you. would. You are a catch. 
You are too. I yeah. feel like we're putting in the work. We're growing. Yeah. Do you, okay, so you saying the word conventional. I'm wondering, like, do you think that there is a future where you have a conventional romance? Man, I think about that a lot, actually. I really want to believe that because I'm not getting any younger. Mm. But, like, you know, there, there's there are probably types of long-lasting partnership is that what you want do you want to have a like partnership. a partnership yeah i want someone on i want like a a, a partner a, a one teammate. a one person for many years yeah kind of yeah situation. i want to like get a house with them and like yeah. be on each other's teams forever we don't even have to have sex like i mean that would be cool but i know that like most married people don't do it anymore but like if they're married for, uh, for a certain amount of time yeah i mean this has nothing to do with my experience earlier today but I just feel as though, I mean, I, you get tired of, I don't know. But you, but you want that. You want something, if not like, you know, brand husband, something like a long committed relationship. Oh yes. I would love that. Yeah. It's really hard to find somebody else who wants it too. Yeah. I don't know how to do that at all. Um, I'm wondering like, I bet there's a way that you get into a long-term relationship while not having it be very, very typical looking. And I, I feel like, I don't know, wouldn't it be just weird for either of us to be like, I've met someone, I've gone on 12 dates with someone, now oh we're in God. a relationship. And now, like, I, so I think I'll always be <laughs> the most immersive, intense person. I think I'll always be how I am. With regards to relationships. Yeah. I make a mountain out of a molehill often when it comes to, like, I'm a little histrionic. <laughs> like, if a guy, like, does one nice thing, oh I'm like, God. oh, my God, he's obsessed with me. Like, Same. no. Same. Back up. Let's be logical and, like, come back to earth. It's so hard to hold on to your head. Yeah, love makes you stupid. So stupid it's it's like blacking out honestly maybe that's what i like about it yeah i mean it makes a lot of sense the bad drug thing where no one wants to be around you and stuff yes but also it's like i take leave of all of the rationality which is like a relief Mm -hmm. and that's what happens when you're drunk yeah yeah oh man it's i mean they're both really bad states to be in mentally because you're not really in control <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean i i do wonder if i'll ever like meet someone to settle down with or whatever yeah i th- i think we need to like learn to love ourselves first i really feel like that's the first thing and i feel like every like guy that i've been with they have they like have not learned how to be with themselves no. at all. Like no, not at all. How old children. do you think the guy was that you boned today? Careful with the language. I'm <laughs> gonna have to tell my dad not to listen to this one. Um, how old? Probably thirty-seven. Okay, yeah. I think that um, there they are, <laughs> the dirt bike guys. At least the pickup truck guys are leaving. Oh my god, so many people with these old cars always stop right they here. They think they're it's so, so weird. cool. They're little So weird. Anyways. Anyway, um, oh, so my therapist told me recently that she thinks I'll make a 
good second wife. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know if Wait, our your therapist is... said that to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that she's like over identified with me and makes a lot of like very kind of dubious therapeutic benefit statements but yeah I still like those are the things I'm attached to ever since she was like you'd make a I think I don't know how she phrased it but she in so many words she was like you're not a first wife or a second wife well but her reasoning is kind of decent it was like um you know you need someone who is self-aware and sometimes men don't really get to until that point like, until they've been married until they've mm-hmm. until they've marriage. grappled in life until they've struggled men on single men they don't know struggle they just walk around life yeah it's hot. very easy for them to be hot and single <laughs> it's so easy walk around. to be married to be brought down a peg to disappoint someone to have to actually think about how mm-hmm. you make choices and it has impacts on you know how your life unfolds and stuff that's the kind of uh, you know, gravity that I think that my therapist thinks I need. Wow. Um, I mean, yeah, like a strong person. Yeah. Like someone who's been through shit to make him yeah. like strong. Someone a bit serious. I don't I don't know that I'm gonna find a man like just like off the rack. Are you who's strong serious? enough to be my man? I'm dead ass. <laughs> she said a mouthful. She said Wow, that. I can't believe she said that. You have no, isn't that weird? I, and ever I, since then, I've been like, I have stepmom energy. <laughs> um, I can see that. I feel like I have, like, aunt energy. Like, I'm always going to be like, an, like, this is my niece. Like, yeah. when all my friends, like, have, like, kids. Yeah. And be like, Aunt Al, she's here. She's the coolest. She gives us vodka. Like, she's never quite nailed having a romantic life of her own. But we love her. She's part of the fucking... That's... I think it's going to be a minute for me. I mean, my problem is honestly, like, I hate this trope, but it, it's so true and I can't get out of it. I am like the manic pixie dream girl, mm. like straight up. You are, yeah. And, no offense. And it's really weird. Like, I really do help these men, like, figure themselves out and they think that they're in love with me and then, like, they're they come back to reality and realize what they need to do to go on to the next person that they'll eventually marry. Mm. But I find that I'm always um, the last person someone dates before they, like, get married. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really intense. I know. It's, it's sad, but, like, if I'm helping these men become men, then... Karmically, it has to be good. I feel like karmically I'm screwed after today. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, so we've been... What's 28 plus 17? Oh, no. We might be inching toward one hour soon. So what else? 47. Oh, my God. I'm yeah, so I feel like that's good time. 45. Um, well, I can't... I'm excited to, like, hear... <laughs> what the mics pick up from like outside i think it's a lot of birds i hope it's a lot of birds and not a lot of dirt bikes come on they were just here for a second um so what have we learned today during this podcast episode (laughs) nothing new nothing new unfortunately i keep turning it over and turning it over and the answer is always the same you have to love yourself motherfucker 
It yeah, I know. It sucks. It doesn't sound fun at all. I know. I don't I can't figure out a way to make that the drug. Well, first you have to like yourself. I think that's the first step. I like myself. I taught myself how to do the splits this week. Oh my god, good for you. I pulled my hip trying to do You gotta warm up. A right split. I I'm pretty I can like get my left. Really? I can get my right much better than my left. Nice. I used to be strong. Like that means my, that we could do right a dance leg. routine where we end in the splits totally. mirrored. We can choreograph something good. When I've been cool. doing so much ballet. Yeah. Like a lot. I, I, that's the kind of shit that makes me like myself a lot. Exactly. Me too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Me too. And you're not on your phone. You're not getting validation from anyone. No. And it's unbelievable. Like you can be, you can feel like shit and then five minutes into mm-hmm. thoughtful movement yeah you're like i don't need literally yeah. anyone i love dancing so i love much. dancing it's such an escape it's like it's meditation it's, i've for me. ne- I, nothing works faster like maybe maybe literally alcohol but like mm-hmm. the endorphins of feeling the assure like it's an assurance dance that, I, that i'm still doing it and that it's still I don't know. It's, it's a part of you. Yeah. It's like I'm speaking to myself. Yeah. Oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you. Um, I'll, I'll so, okay. More of that. Let's <laughs> keep like a, let's keep each other accountable with dancing. Yeah. We are dancers. You are a lawyer. He is a hot dog. <laughs> that is um, from Sex in the City. When Miranda like dates this loser who breaks up with her and he like sells hot or he He's, he's in a, a hot dog costume. <laughs> he's in a hot dog costume. I've dated so many hot dogs. <gasps> yeah, I've dated the hot dog guy so many times and like <laughs> cried over the I've hot been dog. Crushed by the guy. <laughs> yeah, the hot dog guy. <laughs> it's embarrassing to think about. But, but we're we're gonna get better. We're gonna. I mean, yeah, we are. We're gonna come out of choir looking like wife material. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay, let's recap what we've learned. Men, dogs, <laughs> marriage, uh, question fraught. mark. Yeah, like, uh, companionship, conventional dating, whatever. We, okay, so basically, basically we've learned that the only way to be happy is to love yourself. And it's hard to do that when you're drinking, by the way, people. Because you don't really know yourself when you're drinking. Because you don't want to know yourself. It's hard to do after, but you at least know that you're struggling after. Instead of um, just turning away from the challenge every time it presents itself. Mm-hmm. Honestly, people, getting sober is so worth it. You you're become rocks. Fucking rocks. It's so worth it. You grow and learn so much about yourself and come to terms with things and honestly it makes you better than other people straight up okay i have a sweet thought to end on okay you know what, I, what i think that for all of our differences how like i do think that when we do find someone and i think it's much easier to con like i think that you're going to find someone really yeah i don't know about i that. think it's much harder to imagine for yourself and I always think that my, my friends, I have some lovelorn friends, and I, I know that they're going to make it. And I don't know if How I How are we both single? It's, stu- it's a cold world, man. But here's what I'm, here's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. We're not They aren't ready, crazy. Al. They aren't ready for us. 
And I do think, here's what I really believe, that when we do find our people, we're going to be really good at loving them. Oh. Because we know what it is to not. Yeah. And we've, we know what doesn't work. And this we're is true. This is true. I was talking to my friend who's uh, going through a breakup um, during this, and uh, his girl, his like ex, I don't know, girlfriend, is living at his apartment because he can't. She can't go back to her country because it's closed off. So they're just like being broken up and like in the same apartment. Hell. <laughs> and and I was like. What have so he's been with this girl for five years and it was like his first relationship and I was like well now you learned from this one so you can like try again with the next one now you know it doesn't and he's like whoa I've, I like never thought of that yeah it's an encouraging thought yeah we're not as hapless as we feel I do feel like every mistake is like it can be a lesson. Yeah. It sucks learning lessons every time. I know, but then you're doing it. Yeah, and it sucks even more when you have to learn it a second time. Oh, my God. These cars. Rude. I, like, don't think BMWs are cool at I hate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Subarus are cool. Duh. You're such a lesbian. Lesbian car, yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, okay, so lesbianism is good. Definitely. You've got it figured out. Lesbians out there. I wish I could marry a gay guy. Oh, yeah. Well, that would be perfect. They're hot and fun. Um, oh, my God. Is it 7 o'clock? Is that what this shit is? Oh, God. They're saluting yeah. the troops. God, Jesus. Motherfuckers. Well, Let's get off pause. So it's 7 o'clock. We are... Yeah, the air horn perverts. (laughs) We're signing out. Um, Thank you to all the essential workers. Yeah, definitely thank you. Sorry for being Um, snide. If you've made it through this entire episode, wow. Good for you. Do you love us? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, leave Leave a comment, subscribe, yada yada. Thank you for being on my pod lib. Okay, and I'm going to swap. Yeah.